Welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. Yes, sir. We're back. We're back. G-Man's got them flows that's replenishing. And grams of that drove, that's my medicine. I've never been uh, afraid of other MCs because I diminish them. Mortal Kombat say to mine, nigga, because I finish them. I'm a creep so deep like a heartbeat, like a bench player. Man, you never want to start me. Not hardly do you ever scar me. Still, I smoke blunts like I was with Bob Marley. It's ungodly how I go hard. See, pass me the car key. Let's go fucking party. Okay. Where niggas be at drinking on McCarthy. Uh-huh. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. Ace Cubed up in this bitch. Yeah, coming back with another motherfucking album review for your head top. This week we're going to hit y'all with a little bit of Uzi Vert, which is Eternal Take, uh, the deluxe edition, but we just actually reviewed the... The regular edition. Regular edition, pardon me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uzi Vert dropped two albums in two weeks, and... One of them was a deluxe edition of the other one, but completely different. Like, it had nothing to do with the first one, which is kind of weird. Like To me, that's not a deluxe, though. That's just, like, uh, just another album. That's, like, I know, yeah. two. Yeah, so, but that, that's that's what was kind of confusing. Like, we even had that, that issue um, where you thought that we were listening to the original one, and I was listening to the deluxe one, and it turns out that there were two different Whole two whole different things, which is kind of a weird thing. But. Yeah, fucking okay. Well, these new rappers want to do what the fuck they want to do, but anyway, hey, man, <laughs> it is. But like I said, you know, we here. Uh, we're gonna review this joint. Y'all already know how we do this. We're gonna talk about what we like. We're gonna talk about what we didn't like. And uh, at the end of it all, we're gonna give it a score one to ten. Dive right into this joint if you're ready. All right, let's go ahead and do it. I right, fuck it. So uh, the first song. We're gonna talk about the first joint, which is Baby Pluto. Yep. And I really like this joint. I really like the uh, the build up to this joint. Uh, it's, I think it's a good starting song for the album. Uh, Uzi came in his joint, spitting off break, and I think he, I think he did a good job. I think it was a good selection. Like I said, I thought it had a really good start, like a good build up, and then when the beat dropped, he just he just went off. So I, I think Uzi did a, a good job at picking this first song. I agree with you. Um, I think it, it was a really good way for him to start this album. Number one, like, this is really the first time I have ever heard Uzi just go off rapping. Then again, I've never really listened to any of his projects before. I've only listened to just right. pieces of songs here and there. But honestly, I was completely surprised at how this nigga actually goes. Like, he actually goes like a fucking Uzi. And I remember mm-hmm. hearing him say that's how he got his name. Is people said that he spit so fast that it sounded like an Uzi. I never heard it because all he'd ever did was sing. <laughs> so yeah. like, yeah. You know, so it was nah. it was a good it was a good way to set off the album, and it was a um to like let niggas know okay this is what I'm actually about no matter what it is that you hear from me most often this is me this is who I am and I, I fuck with it. Yeah, and you know a lot of people um, tend to forget that Uzi's from Philly. You know what I mean? And me, me personally, I yeah. I tend to forget that the niggas from Philly. You know what I mean? I like, had no idea it was from Philly until you said that the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and um, I just, you know, I'm sure that you, as long as me, and I'm sure a lot of other people probably thought he was from Atlanta, LA. You know, one of these little places where niggas walk around with colorful dreads, yeah. which isn't really the, the Philly style. You know what I mean? Exactly. Philly, Philly has more of like the gritty, you know, real rap style. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, so um, I feel like Uzi, he, 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 I guess, wants to show that he doesn't shy away from that too much uh, in, in his music. So I got you. I got you. It's definitely a different flow. Like, it's just, I don't know. It, it kind of also leads into that hole where you don't have to be 
from the place that your sound sounds like anymore. Like you know what I'm right, saying, there's, right, 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 there's right, right. not that identity identity for it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, well, you want to go to the next one that you liked? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. I will go to. I'm gonna go up to number five, which is "You Better Move." Okay. I thought it was a very interesting beat with this joint. Uh, the beat is super with the little siren sounding thing in the background. It started off. Mm-hmm. And even the drums are really are really different. It is a little repetitive with the with the hook. He, you know, he keeps saying, you better move. You better yeah. move. But I think it was a good song. I think, you know, obviously this is Uzi verse, so we're not expecting the most super lyrical. And, and, and again, I, I feel like this works for him. So it wasn't like a, a bad thing. But again, this is one of the songs that I did like. Um, I, th- I don't know. It's just a song that you can just throw on. It's nothing, nothing too crazy, but I, I really like this song. Yeah. No, I fucked with this song too. This is actually one of the songs that I like best on the album. Uh, again, like you said, the weird beat, the beat is a little weird. It kind of sounds like something you would have heard in like a video game back in the day when we was kids. Mm-hmm. And like, like you said, it's a little repetitive with uh, the thing, but it's like my favorite line is this joint is, is no, I'm not sweet. I just have flavor. Yeah. 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 yeah and I'm yeah. just like, all right, that was a good line. It was, that was a good line. Okay, I, 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 I'm gonna keep listening. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep really paying attention. Hey, hey not, let, not to cut you off, but he balanced it out with a line that isn't all that great, but I loved it, which is, "I ain't fuck a bitch so long, I do it in a Honda Accord." Like, <laughs> like you know, it, that made me think, like, yo, what if the Honda Accord is more spacious than the Ferrari? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, what, it probably is when you think about it. It probably is. <laughs> it probably is. So I don't know what the correlation there was. It sounds great to me, though. But but back to what you were saying, <laughs> the nigga talking about something about sweet ain't shit sweet or something. But I'm not sweet. I just have flavor. That's a, that's a good way to turn that on itself because you know lots of, lots of niggas do got shit to say about Uzi and how they think that he is. I mean, it's just. I mean, I'm not gonna say that he doesn't he doesn't act like he is, but it's like the his persona, the way that it comes off. I can see why people would say that, and I would see why he feels he needs to say something in regards to it. Yeah, and I, I just feel like you know, honestly, with his whole image, the whole like emo image, I feel like obviously most people who see him they'll think that he's probably not with the shits, but you know, he probably knew that. Uzi got some shooters out here, man. I'm sure he does from Philly. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I don't know, man. But definitely, uh, number five, You Better Move, dope song. Uh, one of my favorite songs in the gym. All right. And I'm going to go ahead and go right on down to number six, the next track, uh, Homecoming. Mm. I love the beat of this song. I think that it is so vicious. I honestly hated myself for loving this song so much when I first heard it. I was like, nigga, you are really fucking hard with this Uzi song. And then I started listening to the album some more, and I was like, all right, like, there's some cuts on here. And this, yeah, is, this is probably sure. my absolute favorite track on this jump. I fucking, pre- like I said, I prefer this quick rapping Uzi. He goes in. There's nothing I do not like about this song. Yeah, I agree. Um, I thought this was a really good song. I thought the beat was really, it's real infectious. It, it grabs you. And the whole, and I think Uzi kills the whole joint from the, the hook to his verse. And he's just flowing on the whole joint. Uh, the only thing I will say about this joint is I feel like at certain parts, he kind of sound like Future a little bit. Uh, like near the end of his first verse, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, yeah, I agree. I thought it was a really dope song. The beat, like you said, is really dope. And the hook, everything about it is dope. I, I agree all the way. All right. Well, you want to go ahead to the next jump? Yeah, yeah. 
So the next song that I like was number 10, which is Chrome Heart Tags. Um, I really liked the beat for this joint. I thought it was very uh, like spacey kind of the sample, whatever sample it is that they use. Mm-hmm. Um, and overall, I just like, like I said, I like Uzi's delivery on this, the whole vibe to the song. I thought it was, I thought it was a dope song. Okay, me personally, I wasn't a huge fan of this one. I just didn't think that his flow was on beat at a lot of the points of the song. And I feel like the first and the second verses just kind of like dramatically shifted in style. But I mean, it's not a horrible song. It's just little little weird things about it that could be tweaked and it would be so much better. Right, right. No, I, I agree. Um, I don't know. I just, like I said, the, um, I really like the sample that they used. And just Uzi's, Uzi, he switched up a couple, like I said, a couple different verses in the joint, mm-hmm. which was the song a little different. But I, I actually like that part of the song. I agree. Well, I'm going to take it back a couple to number seven for I'm Sorry. I know this is probably like a radio hit and it's very popish, but I actually do like this song. And it was like, I hated it at first again, but the more I listened to it, the more it kind of stuck with me. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, th- This was, again, same thing. Very uh, bubbly song. Uh-huh. I-, I couldn't think of the word to use. <laughs> At first, but it was like, yo, this is a bubbly ass song. Like uh, the sample, whatever sample that they use, it's like bubbly but still sad at the same time. Though I don't know yeah. what it is about Uzi's shit. He can just make anything, no matter how poppy yeah. it sounds, kind of sad. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. But the the funny thing about this song, and the reason I love this song, is that like it, he's saying like some like sweet shit in the song, but mm-hmm. like before the song starts, he's like, yo, I just told you that shit, so you shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, like he's like acting like a dick to where he's talking to and i don't know it's just funny that he made a song about not fucking with fans like literally fucking fans. yeah exactly I mean, you would think that would be like a pretty i want to say like established thing that most niggas would go with but then again niggas is nigga so like <laughs> yeah that's a fact that's a fact hey now nah, this song is literally about not fucking your fans it's the funniest shit ever but it's a dope song um, like I said, it grew on me because at first I wasn't with all that super bubbly, hoppy sound. Yeah, it sounded but like it could have been featuring Justin Bieber for real. Dog, you know, and I was just about to say that, that I feel like that's a lane that Uzi can venture down. See, he can, the thing, dog, I need to be Uzi, Uzi's manager, dog, because I feel like this nigga could go the pop route. He could go the street route because he's from Philly. He mm-hmm. could, you know, he could try spitting and shit. Or he could stay in the route that he's in, which is the whole mumble rapper, quote unquote, lane. Honestly, I think I think like you said before, he just needs to diversify a little bit because yeah. he can he can do it. And the fact that he can do it and he's liked a lot for his little singing joint that he does, and he's still liked a lot for the rapping that he does, and he yeah. finds a way to meet everything in the middle to have a good sounding from both sides. You know, he can take this sound from this side and do good, this sound from this side and do good. Like, why not get on a song with Justin Bieber or have him do a remix? Or why not get on, you know, you know, you got your Jones that you would do with Young Thug and with Lil Wayne and whatever, whatever in, in, in the rap uh, in the rap lane. But then come together, do like a song, you know, like you, like Future and fucking, I don't know, Ariana Grande. I don't you know what I'm saying? Right. Some shit like that, you know. Especially, especially Uzi's voice, I feel like, it fits the poppy lane where like, you know, obviously these Ariana Grandes or whatever are geared towards a, you know, a younger, a younger demographic. But I feel like Uzi, his delivery and his bubbly kind of like, I guess, flow and shit, it kind of fits in with everything else mm-hmm. that would in a pop song. So I feel like it, it works really well. 
And I feel like that's the next step for him. Obviously, if you're a Uzi fan, that might not be what you want to see because that might cause him to, you know, veer off of what makes Uzi Uzi. But, how but I feel fans? like it's important as an artist to venture off and try different things. Which, you, can, you can get so you know, many more fans. Yeah, exactly. No, for sure. And I give or, it to I give it to Uzi the fact that this nigga sings, but he can actually kind of sing. Like I'm, I was, I just had sorry playing in my ear right now while we're having this conversation, and I'm I'm sitting here listening to him actually sing. He's not auto tuned that hard. No, no, he's not. He's not. Um, I, I feel like he can hold a note. You know what I mean? A yeah. Certain notes, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I feel like he 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 holds his own in a lot in a couple of different songs, including uh a song later on that I initially actually didn't like, uh-huh. but I actually ended up liking later on the joint with, uh, with Sid. Oh yeah. I know what you're talking about, but, um, we'll get to that joint in a little bit though. But, um, so that was, uh, number seven. I'm sorry. Yep. So I'll, I'll just go ahead and talk about number eight, yes. which is uh celebration station, yes. which is the very next one. Another song that I thought was really dope. I thought, again, the, the sample was a little bit bubbly on this joint too. Kind of like a poppy type of sound. But once the beat dropped, it, just, it was straight trap, yeah. trap beat. I thought it was a really dope song. Uh, I, I like the hook a lot. And uh, yeah, I thought it was a really dope song. It's not only got like a poppy-ish kind of feel, but it's also kind of got a Caribbean, a little bit of a feel to it. Kind of, yeah. <clears throat> so that gives it a whole nother dimension to it also. But the fact that this nigga just goes off on it, like he just, again, and it's a it's a catchy chorus. The song's got a catchy fucking chorus. He goes off on it crazy like shit. I mean, nothing about this song is bad. No, I agree. I agree. Um, and, and again, to me, I thought I think it was a good part of the album because after that is another song that I like, which is uh, "Bigger Than Life." So, um, just you know, four, well, I guess five good songs, really, if you include "Homecoming" in this. Uh-huh. Back to back to back to back. To Very back. true. Um, but uh, I guess to me, to start talking about certain songs that uh, were not uh, songs that I liked all that much. Okay. Um, I guess I can start talking about uh, the song number 11, which is Bust Me. Yeah. Which, um, you know, one, one of the issues that I had, and then that we've talked about this, like, uh, ridiculous amount of times, how artists include so many songs in their in their albums just to boost up whatever, you know, album sales or whatever. And a lot of times it's a whole bunch of songs that sound like other songs in the album, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know. And I, and I feel like it's kind of... I don't know, it's kind of disappointing as a fan, you know what I mean? And I feel like this is one of those songs, to me, on this joint, that it's one of the lesser good-sounding songs yeah. on the joint. But, you know, that, 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 was, that was my takeaway. No, I understand. I mean, it's a it's a good trap beat. I'm not going to lie, like, trap beat-wise. But just kind of like, it. it's... I don't know, like, it's kind of just... It's just there, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing real spectacular about it. There's nothing real memorable about it. Like you said, it kind of sounds like other shit that's already on here. So it's just kind of like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, it could be passed or you can just let it play in the background and not pay attention to it. Another thing that I also didn't like was the um, the sample that they used. It was kind of a little annoying because it just repeats over and over and over in the background. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So it was just, it just, I wasn't the biggest fan of the joint. Again, I don't know. I just feel like it was, Somewhat of a throwaway. Okay. Uh, this part of the album. And I'm actually going to go right up to number 12, the next one, Prices. I'm mm. not a huge fan of the sample that they use on this joint. And overall, I mean, it's not a bad track. It's just, it gets stale after a while. It's like you're mm. just bored of hearing it after a while. It's another one of those things that can easily just become background noise and you are not paying attention to it whatsoever. And I feel like that's this song and. 
I want to probably say Urgency featuring Sid, even though I think it's a little bit more of an interesting beat. It's just yeah. kind of a dull song. And both of them, like, I had to listen to a bunch of times to get because I, if I got caught doing anything that took my attention away from it proper, I didn't hear anything else that happened in that song and I had to go back and listen to it. Right. No, I, I, I agree. Um, even though, to be honest, number 12 was a song that I liked, uh, Prices. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like, I like the, I really like the beat on this joint. The drums and and the sample, to be honest, I like I like the beat in general, mm-hmm. and I really like the hook when Uzi uh, did the little baby voice joint over the joint. Yeah, uh, I, thought it, I thought it was a catchy hook, a good beat. So uh, I was actually a fan of this song. You know? Don't got much bad to say about it. <laughs> All right, um, let me see. Um, All right, I'm gonna go ahead and go up to one song that I know that you liked. I can't stand is number sixteen, P two. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's essentially Exo Tour Life Part 2, but not I mean like to me it wasn't as good because number 1 it's a, it's it's a completely different song and like all I hear is Exo Tour Life. So it's like no matter how much I listen to this song, I'm just not I'm just kind of averse to it because I like Exo Tour Life and this is not Exo Tour Life when I hear the beat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I I agree and um it took me a little while when I first, when I was first listening to it just casually, right, mm-hmm. to realize that he was using the same exact melody that he used for, uh, like, literally the same from the verse to the hook back to the second verse. The only thing he changed was the through. words. Yeah, yeah. All he, and then uh, you could argue that that takes a little bit of talent. You I mean, argue yeah, that. but you're essentially rewriting a song that you've already written. You wrote the melody for it, but you that's what I'm saying. Like the fact that you could write another song that the words fit the same melody. That's mm-hmm. that's that, you, you have to, you, you gotta admit Nigga, that. I could take his song and write another song that has different words, but uses the same melody. Nah, I don't know what I'm saying. I, nigga, I've done it before. Nah. <laughs> I do it freestyling. That's how I freestyle. nigga. I take a song that I know I fuck with the same melody and just change the words. <laughs> that's what the fuck I do. Like that part's not hard. It would be harder if he was actually able to take that beat that he'd already made a successful song for, then completely just craft another song that didn't sound exactly the same melody-wise. To me, that would have been the more creative use of this beat. Because it would have, have been like in Jamaican culture when it comes to reggae or it comes to dance hall, you mm. have many of the artists use the same rhythms, oh, rhythms yeah. but they turn it into something completely different. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with that part. Yeah, I forgot a, I had a point that I wanted to make, but I forgot. Oh, my bad. <laughs> uh, now nah, you go, you go. No, nah, but but to talk about this song though, I I actually really liked it. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not somebody who gets like bored with with hearing repetitiveness or something a certain way. So that wasn't a really a big issue for me as far as it being a song I've already heard. Uh-huh. Uh, Cause I know I know a lot of people. I've heard a couple of people say that they didn't like this song because of that because it was ultimately just. No, you didn't. It was me. I'm lots of people. <laughs> no, I, I, I also no. I I heard. Um, I was listening to. Um, I'm not gonna say no names because I wanted to give no uh free promo out there. But I was listening to. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm looking out for the brand. <laughs> Shout out to you for that. I'm looking out for the brand, y'all. <laughs> but a certain YouTuber, uh, said the same thing. How like ultimately this song, uh, pretty much he just got away with doing the same song all over again, pretty much. Which I don't have a problem with it because. I feel like this song, to me, am I saying it was better? Uh-huh. I feel like it was more, I liked it better. It was more of a darker, had more of a darker tone to it. 
his energy on it wasn't as as high as it was on Exo Tour Life because Exo Tour Life he's like you know screaming pretty much the top of his lungs. But with this joint, I feel like it was more of a a calmer. Okay, I get what you mean then, because I was about more, to say more like monotonish song. I'm about and, to say because you don't get much darker than all my friends are dead. Well, okay. <laughs> tone wise, tone wise, tone wise. True, to- you got that's how that's what it's like. That's how I gave it to you. <laughs> not, not content wise, but tone wise, tone wise. But regardless, I, I I was a fan of the joint. I just don't I just don't think it was a good way to have that be your last song because the next the next two are, are bonus tracks. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That was kind of weird to have that be. Yeah, I don't. It it definitely should have ended the album. I agree with you there. And if we want to go into it, I know that we both liked. I'm pretty sure we both liked the last two songs on this, both the the, the two bonus tracks on here. Yeah, yeah. And like we said before. I think that Futsal Shuffle 2020 is better than That Way, and it should have anchored the album instead of That Way anchoring the album. I just think it would have been a stronger finish. It's not, like I said, it's not that My Way is a bad song. I just think that it would have been a way stronger anchor to have the shuffle at the end of the, at the, end of the album. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, especially when, because um, I feel like artists, when, uh, when they release a really big song before an album, and let's say they want to put it on the album either for streaming purposes or yeah, you just want to have it on the album for whatever reason. Like we saw Drake do that with Hotline Bling. <coughs> Bodak Yellow. <coughs> Bodak Yellow. Pretty much just ways to have your album go platinum as soon as it drops. That's all it really is. Uh-huh. Let's be real. If people really wanted to, they could just go to the single version on, uh, on Apple Music or on Spotify, wherever you listen to music. But it is what it is. And... That's pretty much what Uzi did with this song because the the, the futsal, even though it wasn't as big as as uh, Bodak Yellow or uh, Highline Bling, but um, it did gain a little bit of traction just off of the. Uh, the th- I think they were doing like some kind of challenge, like the dance, you know. Yeah, they be doing challenges on everything. Yes, yeah, so I think I think that was like a thing for like a hot little second. So I guess he was trying to capitalize off of the attention that that song was getting. So he just kind of plugged it in at the end. But usually <laughs> that gets done at the very end. So that's why I feel like. You're right. I feel like it would have fit perfectly if, um, exactly. if that just would have been the last song. Exactly. But you know, However, like- I don't have any... At first, it was a little weird. Uh, that way joint, the InSync. Is it InSync? Backstreet Boys. The Backstreet Boys cover or interpolation yeah. or whatever you want to call this. I'm not even sure what you call Maybe this. interpolation. I guess, I guess just sampled because he really just kind of sampled the lyrics and the chords because the beat ain't the song and... But he else. also he also uses the melody in, in his in his verses. Yeah, he kind of does. So, but either way, I thought it was um again I thought it was a dope song. Just I feel like switching the songs around would have been a little bit better. But, no, yeah, definitely agree. All right, well, what did you want to uh, give this for a score out of ten, sir? Uh, let me just talk about number thirteen. Oh, my bad. Real quick. Okay. Just because initially I didn't like this joint. And Uzi's singing on this drum actually kind of surprised me on this because I feel like, I don't know, I, th- I thought his verse wasn't as good first, but then just listening to it more and more, I actually kind of liked it a little bit. And I thought it was a decent song. Mm-hmm. At first, I just didn't like it at all. So yeah. I thought the drum was all right. I mean, like I said, it grew on me too to not be so much of a background song after I actually did catch the lyrics and like hear yeah. everything together. But again, like to me, it's just... Uh, it, I don't want to say it's it's not really a strong song. It's a it's an okay song. It's a good song, but it's not a strong song. So in in my opinion, 
it could have been left off the album, but it also could have been kept it like to me, like I would have taken other songs off this album before I took urgency off. Let's right. put it that way. Right. No. And, um, one thing, uh, I want to say now, I don't know if this is the same girl, the girl, uh, Sid, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a group called the internet. And she, um, she's she's the lead singer of that group, oh. and I, that's her name too. So, I, and it sounds just like her. So, I'm assuming that it is her. Probably. But she's really, I think she's really, really dope. So, if if y'all haven't, I'm sure a lot of y'all have probably heard of her. But if you haven't heard of her, I've check heard, out. I've heard a couple of things from the internet before. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I I fuck with them. I fuck with them. They're pretty good. I think that was pretty dope. But um, yeah. So I, I liked her part in it as well. At first, I, I specifically liked her part, but um, I, I came around to. So like the Uzi's part as well. So, facts. All right. Well, anything else that you wanted to discuss, real quick? Um, no. I just wanted to say that I feel like, as with obviously every album, your opinion changes with time a little bit. Facts. And I want to say with this album, having another week or two to to listen to it casually and just not so uh, critically, I guess. Yeah. I did. I did grow to enjoy a couple more songs a little bit more than I did initially. So I will say that I'm gonna give this album a, a little bit of a higher review than it did plan to give it initially uh-huh. okay so, right. but um you should i just give my my yeah, go ahead. all right so i'm actually gonna go ahead and just give it a 0.5 higher than i thought initially we'll go ahead and give this a seven out of ten okay i think that this album could have been a eight maybe even an eight and a half out of ten if you just take away maybe six or seven songs you know what I mean? I feel like it was a super, super long album for no reason. Yeah, because the, it unfortunately is the norm nowadays. But um, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a pretty, a pretty good album for uh, from Uzi Vert. Um, all the Uzi fans know that this has been a long time coming. Uh, countless delays from his management mm-hmm. to his uh, his record label, which I think DJ Drama was the. Um, the nigga who was. Yeah, I heard that was he issues. Was, he was having issues with DJ Drama with his, yeah. his record label. So this, you know, I've, I've been hearing Eternal Take for a really long time from uh, a lot of Uzi fans. So um, it, it is, I'm glad it finally came out, but um, I think it was a decent, it was a decent, it decently lived up to the hype, but I think it was overall pretty good. Okay. Well, considering I didn't realize what the hype was about this, because I honestly don't know very many Uzi fans. Um, mm. I kind of went into this simply off of what I've heard on the radio because I've just never had any real interest in hearing an Uzi album or an Uzi project before this. Right. So I listened to it with, uh, tried to go into it with open mind, open ears, and I ended up liking a lot more of it than I thought I was going to. I agree with you. There could be four to six songs on here that could just easily be stripped away and it would be so much of a stronger, just more concise and cohesive album. Um, but like I said, I, I thought the album was pretty good. And again, like after another week of now, like I'll tell the listeners this due to my complications and my stupidity, we ended up having to, this is the second time we've recorded this album review. So we've definitely had at least another week to listen to this jump because I didn't realize until maybe two days ago that I fucked up. Hey, to, to, all our, to all our creators out there, y'all already know how that is. For real. You know what I mean? You Dealing with Corona bullhead. Madness. Take a bow hit, you go downstairs for a glass of water, you stay downstairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, leave your, you leave your computer on, that shit dies, and now you're <laughs> fucked. So. But yeah, we overall, I thought this was a pretty good album. Like I said, it, a couple things could be done to make it better. And I'm just going to go ahead and push mine up, up another 0.5 from what I did the first time. And I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a 7. I'm going to give it a solid 7. There you go. There you go. All right. And did you have a, um album suggestion for the folks out there today, sir? 
Uh, I do, and right. because I don't remember one I said before <laughs> that I really don't want to see before. But I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with actually the new um, new future album, How of Life. Okay. I already know we team misogyny over here, uh, <laughs> Man Future, uh, misogyny king. Uh, but yeah, this is dope, dope album. Um, again, super long, twenty-one tracks. But I feel like there is something in here for everybody. If you're a future fan, especially, so definitely check it out. You got Travis Scott on there, young, uh, NBA young boy, which is one of my favorite songs. Uh, with Cooley Man and uh, Young Thug and Uzi is actually on there as well, along with uh, yeah, so check that one out. How of Life Future. All right. And for me, I'm going to go with First Infantry from The Alchemist. This album is dope from top to bottom. It is a pretty long album. It's from, uh, I think, 2003 or something like that. It's got about 18 tr or 19 tracks on it. There's so many good artists featured on this because, you know, The Alchemist is a, is a producer primarily. So, like, everything that comes from him is he's going to have a lot of featured artists. He's got, like, features by The Game, Prodigy, by The Locks, Nina Sky, Illogy, uh, M.O.P., um, Havoc, excuse me, Lloyd Banks, Devin the Dude, Mob Deep, Dilated Peoples, Be Real from Cypress Hill, Nas. I mean, like, it's it's a crazy amount of people that he have on here, and it's a crazy amount of just dope lyrical people have on here. Every track hits. People that are not um, familiar with this album might know the one song, Hold You Down, featuring uh, Prodigy, Nina Sky, and Illa G. It was the, probably the biggest hit of this album. It, definitely, it had a beast-ass video. But if you have not checked out this album, I implore you, check out First Infantry by The Alchemist. Yeah, um, this is, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm a huge, like, uh, samples fan and, and, and producers, you know, really chop up good samples. And uh, I've, I've always known Alchemist to be a producer for a lot of East Coast rappers, a lot of locks uh, and styles, uh, you know, uh, production and shit. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I didn't know he had an actual album and that he rapped. So oh, yeah. No, actually, I think The Alchemist has a couple of albums, if not an album and a couple of mixtapes. I have to go back and check on that for sure. But first, okay. I, I remember when this joint hit, I was like, I don't ever remember The Alchemist rapping. And he raps, <laughs> he, he, he busts a little bit on here, but like, not nah, like his beats are incredible oh, yeah, and he's crazy, one of crazy. those one of those beat makers that it's like you hear his sound and exactly you know what time it is that's the alchemist is he's on timbo pharrell uh dr dre he he on that level where it's just and it's like he's underrated like just like primo is underrated a lot of the time i don't know why but yeah. he is underrated just like that he puts out phenomenal music He's a phenomenal producer. Hey, so, yeah, check it's him out. It's crazy how Primo might be one of the greatest producers of all time. Yeah, he's underrated as fuck. I don't understand that. And he's worked with everybody. I mean, everybody in hip hop. Shit, he's yeah. even, like I said, he's even moved on to pop. So, fuck. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. But, uh, but before we end the show, I know we haven't done this in a while. I know we usually do this for our regular shows. Uh -huh. but I just, just got to get this petty off real quick. Hey, all right. Let's hit him with a petty of the week. We're here with the petty of the week real quick. We're not going to have the music that we usually have. But I'm going to win this shit right here. So yesterday, you, you follow 50 Cent, right? Yes. Did, did you see yes? I believe, it was either yesterday or two days ago. This nigga put up a picture of Kareem Abdul the bar. Uh, did you see that? No, I missed that one. What the fuck? So check this out. He posted up a picture of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with his like championship rings and shit. Uh -huh. And then he was like, yo, I was in the airport one time and I looked and said, oh shit, that's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I went and said, what's up? 
He looked at me like I was crazy, and I said, oh shit, yeah, fuck you then, you old ass nigga. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about a skyhook, nigga. Niggas been trying to kill me, shit, fuck you. I was mad I said something to his ass. So, this nigga 50 Cent took at the time of his day to insult a legend, an NBA, arguably one of the greatest basketball players of all time to a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people at least include him in one of the greats. Yeah, exactly. And, and this nigga 50 Cent casually remembered about the one time he seen him at the airport. Who knows when? This could have been years ago. Probably. It, it probably was. I guarantee it. <laughs> Shit, he probably didn't even see him. He's too fucking tall. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, dog. But uh, yeah, that was just my quick little petty shit. All right, now that you you just reminded me that I had one, so I'm okay. a, I saw my posted on Instagram earlier, so I don't know if you saw this, but um, this one lady on I don't even know what this is. I'm gonna just say that it's on Facebook, maybe I don't know, but she goes, uh, for us, it wasn't a sign of hatred or hate or ignorance. It's a sign of Southern pride, and this isn't this is a uh, talking about the Confederate flag. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so it's a, it's a sign of Southern pride. Uh, a pride in who you are, where you come from, the people who come from, the people who come from the people you know stood for heritage, lineage, uh, lineage, family, and pride. Never stood for hate ever. So, like, I don't know where this man came from, but Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Texas rattlesnake, replied to this lady, and I, you, if you read it, you can definitely read it in his voice. I'm not gonna pretend to be him. <laughs> but he said, he said, <laughs> I got to make it bigger so I can read the whole thing. <laughs> this is terrible. All right. He says, that's nice and all, but if I recall, it don't matter what it means to you because the African-Americans everywhere, it's a symbol of oppression, hatred, and inequality. So your little heritage of heritage, not hate story don't mean shit because your stupid little heritage was built on the backs of slaves and identifying with the kind of the kind of sort of definitely makes you trash in the Texas rattlesnake's eyes so you can continue to spew your bullshit but just know that none of us care you dumb racist some of a bitch and that's the bottom line I tell you I read that at 2 o'clock in the morning and died (laughs) yo you gotta love that this nigga stone cold till this day (laughs) speaks in third person you gotta love that In, in when he speaks and when he writes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Stone Cold is the man. Stone Cold Steve Austin is the fucking man. That was petty as fuck because he had no reason to intervene, but he dropped a huge truth fucking atom bomb on this bitch. <laughs> yep. That's a fact. That's a fact. Oh, God. That's Stone Cold, man. I know, bull. Shout out. But let's go ahead and end the episode there. (laughs) Thank y'all for listening. Is there any other words of wisdom you'd like to give the people today, my friend? Hey, look, man. If you got niggas you running out to, and they they ain't left their fucking room in a couple days, you better ask the niggas if they got coronavirus. Trust me. And that shot's fired at my bitch-ass motherfucker. Be safe, y'all. That's all I'm going to say. All right, be For safe. Real, be safe. <laughs> y'all know y'all can find us on Instagram and Twitter at HQ Podcast. And yes, as always, Spell it out. Spelled out. Uh, you can Man. find us on Facebook by going to Facebook.com and searching out Hip Hop Heads Podcast. And you can find us for your listening pleasure on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, iHeartMedia, Spotify, Speaker, and Stitcher. Mm-hmm. And yep, that's it. So... <laughs> 
from us out here in uh, the United States to everyone else dealing with all this corona bullshit. I'm trying to get back to normal. So keep your heads up, wash your hands, wash your ass, and be safe. Peace. We out. Peace. <laughs>